Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Chase Farthing behind the USA Real Talk on the microphone tonight. Hope everybody's had a good Friday so far and a good weekend to start out. Uh, you know, first of all, it's been a crazy week with the guilty verdict on Derek Chauvin on his case and also with the shooting with uh, McKay and Bryant over the Tuesday over the uh, stabbing situation, you don't know, consider that a lot of people still want to say that if you can't handle 16 years old, you should not be a cop. Well, he- here's the truth on that. Just because she was 16, she knew better, she was not in the right for doing what she did. Um, still not a lot of people are saying exactly what happened uh, to the other black woman, uh, black teenager that was being stabbed, or almost got stabbed, and not only that, the other uh, victim who got kicked in the head. Now, there was an updated report is that the suspect actually did make the call. She made the 911 call, and the police were on the way. Here, she went not only from a victim, she went to the suspect because she's the one that grabbed the knife. She's the one that was decided to put the law in her own hands. So she was no longer the victim. They would mute uh, she they both mutual combat. So it could have been a lot of situation, but then yet again there was a knife involved. One it was not a knife fight. There was no self defense there. The victims would try to self defend themselves from being stabbed in the knife. Of course you you have a gentleman that actually to kick the teenage girl in the head, but nobody doesn't really want to seem uh, to be so thrilled about that. Me, I would be like, you're kicking a girl. One, you should not have kicked her in the first place, and even even if she was part of the problem, there there should have been not, none of that to happen on all sides. But a lot of people want to say, you should not be a cop then. And, you know, of course, one on the, the five crew, you know, he was talking about you shouldn't, should have shot the gun up in the air, you know, as a distraction, too, as a warning shot. You're dumb as hell. You're stupid as hell in my book. Anybody that said that, that they should have shot the gun up in the air or on the side, let me say this to you. That gun, that bullet, what has been shot up in the air, it comes down. It don't stay, <laughs> it don't stay up there. And, you know, so that means... It still can hit somebody, and someone else could have been shot. I guess who's holding responsible? That police officer. If he would have shot to the side, someone else would have got shot. I guess who's holding responsible? The police officer. But, you know, moron people don't see that. The left side people, the media don't see that. And you consider they're like, oh, this cop shot a black girl. And actually, I read somebody's comment that actually said that they used to be in law enforcement. I I don't really believe that, but, you know, it is what it is. If they were, they were. Where they go, he actually made a comment, if it was a white girl, this officer would not have shot the white girl. You don't, first of all, you don't know that. And two, guarantee you that officer would have shot the white girl, especially at that, when there's a stab going involved. See, somebody had made it a race thing. You know, it's been a race thing all week because, and it's always going to be, every time if a cop comes involved, if it's a black cop shooting a black person, you're not going to pretty much hear it because it don't fit the narrative 
uh, the, the white guilt. It will never fit that. But if it's always a white killing black, that's a whole different story. If it's white killing him Puerto Rican or Mexican, it's a whole different story. You don't hear that. It, it's not a much of the guilt. It only comes out when the black is getting killed by a white. You know, seriously, I was once again, I was watching uh, the Hodge Twins brother, and once again, they brought up a good point. And actually, a, a tweet was put out um, as well. You know, everything, every time. Where is the Black Lives Matter when, once again, we talk about this. Where is the Black Lives Matter founder? Where is LeBron James? Every time that somebody says this, where are they at when a 13-year-old girl got stabbed by another 13-year-old girl? Just in Ohio, just recently, last week. Nowhere near to be found. Nowhere near to be found. Because it was a black-on-black crime. Where were they at? Like I've said this. Where were they at? When a seven-year-old girl got stabbed, or excuse me, when a seven-year-old girl got shot with her father in Chicago at the McDonald's drive-thru in Chicago, on the west side, they were not there because it's a black-on-black crime. By the way, they found the shooter, and the shooter led them on the police chase. The shooter has been shot. He's still alive. I'm glad he's still alive. He gets his day in court, but they caught him. Do I say that a seven-year-old should shoot him? Maybe. I don't know, but... <laughs> I got a lot of opinions on that. I got a lot of mixed feelings, but I'm just glad that she does get justice in her court and she gets justice in peace right there. So once again, this goes back to black and white crime. It's not going to fit their narratives. And, and just in case a lot of people don't want to think this, because a lot of people don't, I decided to give you some more statistics, facts, that police officers have one of the toughest jobs, which a lot of people do. And I went for the past couple of years. I went back to 2016, did not want to go far, real back. So I went back five years. In 2016, this is how many total cops have died in the duty. The line of duty, they had 181 deaths. 911 related illness was 29. Aircraft incident was one. Animal related was one. Assault was three. Automobile was 19. Drown was two. Duty related illness was two. Fall was one. Gunfire, and I'm going to stop right there. Gunfire, 64 in 2016. Gunfire that was an accidental was three. Heart attack was 17. Mortar crash was eight. Stab was one. Struck by train is one. Struck by vehicles, 10. Training accident is one. Vehicle pursuit is four. Vicular assault is 14. So, a lot of deaths with 911 related and automobile crash and gunfire. And then the natural, it was heart attack. That was 17. But once again, this shows what tough job that they have to deal with because once again, it really deals with gun, it deals with gunfire. If you watch, actually, if you uh, go on Newsmax, Watch Greg Kelly. He shows you a couple of videos. This one happened in New Mexico of last year in 2020, where he did, where the officer was on the uh, other side of the truck, a white pickup truck. He asked the driver, "Say, hey, I see that. I seen a gun on you. Can I, I'm going to come over and take it off you." He walks over. The driver gets out of his truck and shoots the officer. Lost his life. Just recently, 
about, I would say maybe about two weeks ago or almost two weeks ago, remember two officers in New York got hit with a Moktov cocktail uh, because a driver got out of his car because he told the officer that saying, I got to get my driver's license and it's right through the door. And the officer said, okay, go ahead and open the door. And he got out of the car and he threw in the mocktail cocktail on the officer. Thank God that officer is okay. But the one in Mexico lost his life. He was shot multiple times. So yet again, people say this is okay for people to, to shot to kill the officers. But it's clearly not okay for officers to shoot back to protect themselves. Total deaths by months on that year. January was 8th. 13 in February, 19 in March, April was 5, May was 11, June was 13, July was 25, August 11, September 21, October 26, November 22, and December 7th. Because uh, this has been proven that uh, the winners are actually more, the crimes are more downwards because criminals are not mostly out like they should. Uh, because that's the reason why January, December, and April, because those three months are cold, they were down the least. The highest was July, September, October, and November, and it's all, which I guarantee you July was even higher as the other ones do in the next couple of years after that. Total deaths by state. Alabama was one. Alaska, Arizona were one and two. Arkansas was three. California was 11, Colorado was 3, Connecticut was 1, Florida was 8, Georgia was 8, Illinois was 4, Indiana was 1, Iowa was 5, Kansas is 3, Louisiana is 11, Maine was 1, Maryland is 3, Massachusetts 2, Michigan was 7, Mississippi was 1, Missouri was 2, New Mexico Excuse me, New Jersey, I want to say once again, New Jersey was 5. New Mexico was 3. New York, 28. North Carolina was 2. North Dakota was 1. Ohio was 5. Oklahoma, Oregon, both 1. Pennsylvania was 6. Puerto Rico was 4. South Carolina was 1. Tennessee was 7. Texas, 20. Tribal police, 1. U.S. government had 7. Utah had 3. Virginia had three. Washington had one. West Virginia had one. Wisconsin had three. This, I, I don't know if I should really say a lot. I will say it. 171 deaths for male officers. 10 female officers were shot. Well, I shouldn't say they were all 10 were shot, but all 10 of those female officers died that year. Statistics. Uh, average age was 43. Average tour of duty was 14 years, 12 months. Total nine canines, uh, canine lines uh, died 36. And the most was gunfire. 11. Had the most. Excuse me. Heat stroke was 13. Struck by vehicle was 3. Stab was 1. Accidental was 2. Expiration was 1. Assault 1. Automobile uh, excuse me, vehicle crash was 1. Drowned was 1. And gunfire that was accident was two. Here's the officers that lost their lives. William T. Walsh died related uh, related illness. Harvey uh, uh, Harvey Harvey uh, Snook the third 
nine one uh illness gunfire for Thomas Wayne Cardell Jr. Officer Douglas Scott Barney the second died of gunfire. Both those two officers died of gunfire. Officer Adam Scott Conrad died of automobile crash. Jane, excuse me, Agent J. Scott McCoy-Vilker uh, assault. Andrew, uh, Lieutenant Sorka, 911-related uh, illness. Curtis Joseph Becco-related illness. Joseph Michael Golding, gunfire. Gunfire for Derek Mace Gear. Scott Alford, Valentine, aircraft incident. Uh, First class officer Mark Franklin Longston gunfire, Patrick Brian De- uh, Brian Daly gunfire, gunfire for Gregory Eugene Barney, Jason David Mozart gunfire, James Lee Traff gunfire, Ricky Carlton Anderson heart attack, John F. Verling Jr. related illness. Nathaniel Allen Kerrigan, he died of gunfire. Ashley Marie Golden, gunfire. Jose, uh, George L.G. Jr., or Gil Jr., uh, by the way, I think his name is Jorge, or Javi, Jose. Can't remember, it's uh, J O R G E. He, but, anyways, he died of related illness. David Stephen Hofer, gunfire. Officer Scott Fitzgerald, automobile crash. Officer Henry Malcolm McKeelan Jr., gunfire. Was accidental though. Richard E. Tyler, 911 related illness. Uh, Sheen Elman Colvin, struck by vehicle. John Robert Katera uh, Jr., vehicle assault. Nathaniel Daniel Taylor struck by vehicle. Josiah David Colson gunfire, which was by accident. David Ortiz vehicle assault. Uh, Joseph George uh, Pardo heart attack. Officer Stephen A. Ketchum, 911 related illness. Thomas L. Clay vehicle assault. Alan Lee Jacobs, which I think he was, uh, uh, Alan Lee Jacobs III, he was shot by gunfire. Adam John Hotwig, he died a heart attack. Carol Allen Knotts, gunfire. Suzanne Louise Farrell, vehicular assault. Carlos Bernardo Padillo Madeiras, vehicular assault. Jeffrey Don Nichols, Automobile crash. Chad Phillip Diemeyer, gunfire. Officer DeBeria, A. Gilbert, J. <laughs> a J. Delbert, Albert, something like that, but he died related illness. Anthony Napetillo, uh, 911 related illness. Officer Stephen Michael Smith, gunfire. Kenneth Will W. L. Wolf, 911 related illness. Border Patrol Agent Jose Daniel Baziras, automobile crash. Sergeant Jose Romos, heart attack. Kenneth W. Welso, nine, excuse me, related illness. 
Anthony Joseph, TJ Freeman, Vehicle Pursuit, Brad D, Lancaster, Gunfire, David Van Glasser, Gunfire, Richard Johnson, Mortar Crash, Ronald Torino Jr., Gunfire, Daryl J. Vargas Sr., Related Illness, Michael E. Glaser, Related Illness, Heart Attack for Cleveland Johnson, Michael Arthur Winter, Animal Related, Mario Mango, Onville Crash, Vandell Smith Jr., Vehicle Assault, Michael V. Quinn, 911 Related Illness, Natisha Mariana Hunter, Vehicle Assault, Officer Brian Peskin, Bezla, and Heart Attack, Andy Nobe- Andy. Nabel got a pizza. I can't say his name. Uh, oh, really, that's bad for me to say it. Field car assault. Michael Jason Kurtman, motor crash. Zachary Taylor Lenard, automobile crash. Stacy Allen Baumgartner, field car assault. Gunfire for David Francis Michael Jr. It, it, the list goes on and on, and, and all those officers. And for the ones that died, uh, for gunfire that were not incidental, that were purposely not one of them, got major news. Guarantee it. Local news, definitely for sure. And this is 2017. 186 deaths in 2017 with 41 related in, uh, illness. I'm going to mention the high ones. Uh, crash was 28. Um, this was a boating accident. They actually had that one was two, so that's a new one. Uh, Duty-related illness was four. Explosive toxins was one. Gunfire was 45. It was higher in 2017 than it was in 2016. Heart attack was 21. January 18, 17 was February. 13, March. 17 was April. 16, May. Uh, June 15, July 13, August 18, September 21. September 21, October 14, November was 12, December was 12. Death by state, Florida was at 12. Florida wasn't that high. That And then 50 was New York. 14 was Texas. U.S. government had 8. Total deaths by gender, male was 171, females were at 15. Average age was 46. Average of duty of years was 24. K9 deaths was also at 24. So just once again, a lot of officers died not just by gunfire, but it shows you that they do, but they, they got killed more by gunfire because people like to lie or people don't want to go to jail. They don't want to take a responsibility. 2018, the death was at 187. Related illness was uh, 46. Automobile crash was 26. Duty related illness went down, was actually at 6. Gunfire, once again, it went has gone higher, was at 52. One time for a gunfire that was incidental was at 1. Heart attack was at 20. And then vehicle assault was at 10. Now we're going to mention the rest. Accidental was 1. Assault was 4. Drowned was 4. Just in case I didn't say this, I'm going to say it anyways. 
do any related illness was six. Fall was one. Heart attack was 20. Mortar crash was three. Strike by train was two. Strike by vehicle was six. Vehicle pursuit was five. Ten for vehicle or saw. I just want to mention those again. And this time, only one state in that year, only one state stayed below 10, which was uh, in August of five. January was 11. February was 15. March was 17. April 17. May was 23rd. June was 17. July was 20. August was 5. September was 16. October with 15. November was 17. December by 14 with 14. The, uh, California had 11 deaths. This is in the states. Alabama with 2. Arizona with 2. California with 11. 3 for Colorado. 3 for Connecticut. 11 for Florida. 6 for Georgia. 1 for Hawaii. Idaho with one, Illinois with four, Indiana with five, Kansas with three, Kentucky four, Louisiana with five, Maine was with one, Maryland two, Massachusetts was three, Michigan three, Minnesota two, Missouri four, Missouri three, Nebraska was one, Nevada was one, New Jersey three, New York 42, North Carolina with nine, Ohio with four, Oklahoma with four, Oregon with one, Pennsylvania with four, Puerto Rico, 2. South Carolina, 5. Tennessee, 1. Texas, 1. U.S. government, 12. Utah, 2. Virginia, 1. Washington, 3. And Wisconsin, with 2. 171 males had passed away that year, 16 for female, which is good Good job for females. Great for them. And that's really good, I guess. But, you know, a lot of officers still get killed each day. Average age was 44. The duty was 14 years and three months. How many canines lost their lives was 28. So once again, it gets higher and it got higher. Now we're now we're going to 2019. So this is so once again, uh, this was now we're going to 2019, and I guarantee you, I haven't looked at a lot of these. I, I actually wanted to go back as far as I could. I I looked at last year and this year, so. Last year, or excuse me, 2019, 150 cops were killed, and so it went down. 24 related in, in illness, one accidental, three assaulted, on the middle of a crash, 23 drowned was one, duty related illness was two, explosion was one, gunfire was 49, gunfire accident was two. Heart attack was 19, motorcycle crash was 1, struck by vehicle 14, training accident was 1, vehicle pursuit was 1, uh, vehicular assault was, uh, excuse me, by vehicle was uh, 8, total deaths by the month, January 15, February 14, March was 11, April's got 10, May's got 13, 16 is June, July's got 11, August has got 13, September with 9, October was 7, November 11, and December was 20. So in two months, we had officers' death rate was below, which was September and October. Total deaths by state, Alabama with 7, Arizona 2, Arkansas 2, California 10, Colorado 3, 6 is Florida, 7 is Georgia, 6 Illinois, 2 Indiana, Three, excuse me, one for Kentucky. Oh, excuse me, for Iowa, two for Kentucky, four for Louisiana, 
one Maine, Maryland one, Michigan one, Minnesota one, Mississippi four, Missouri two, Montana one, Nebraska's one, New Jersey's four, New York 25, North Carolina two, Ohio three, Oklahoma two, Pennsylvania one, Puerto Rico three, South Carolina one, Tennessee is eight, Texas 18, Tribal Police four, U.S. Government six, Utah one, Virginia one, Washington's one, and Wisconsin is Excuse me, Washington was four, Wisconsin was three. Now, you, once again, I, I read this to you. Uh, you've seen that New York has been the most. It's not. It's not a surprising because one, you got the governor that refused to do his job to make these crimes go down, and you got a mayor that don't support the police department either. Total deaths by gender: male, one hundred thirty-seven; females, with thirteen. Statistics was still 44 years old of age, average tour of duty, 14 years, 7 months. K-9s that lost their life was 28. And not one. These cops get, you know, these questions, you know, the families were not asked how they're doing. It's because, once again, if it was officers getting killed, they say it's their job. They sign up to do this duty, They, which they do. They know the risk, so does the family. But you know what? So does the criminals that decided to break the laws to get tased, to get shot, and get put behind bars. This is 2020. Now, last year, we all know, was chaotic. And last year was two times higher. So, once again, when I read you the results that how many white people were killed by cops in 2020 in the last couple of years, the law enforcement officers lost their lives more than whites and blacks. Last year is a perfect example. 360 cops have been killed. 14 related incidents, uh, excuse me, for illness, aircraft incident was one, assault was at, also at one. Unmilled crash was 19. COVID, that they said, COVID-related, 232 deaths. Drowned was 4. Duty-related was 6. Excuse me, 5. Gunfire, 45. Gunfire, that was accidental, was 4. Heart attack, 7. Heat struggle was 1. Motorcycle crash, 4. Struck by vehicle was 8. Vehicle pursuit is 2. Uh, vehicle assault is 13. Total deaths, uh... By the month, January 13, February had 9, March had 20, April had 57, May had 31, June had 29, July had 44, August had 35, September had 28, October had 29, excuse me, 19, November had 31, and December had 44. It's only one month out of the 12th, only February was the only one that stayed below. Told that's my state. Alabama with five, Arizona two, Arkansas five, California with 17, three with Colorado, Connecticut with one, District of Columbia three, Florida with 18, Georgia with 20, Guam with two, Hawaii with two, Idaho with, uh, with two. Then you had, then you had Idaho with one, Illinois with 10, Indiana three, Kansas had six, Kentucky had three, Louisiana had 19, Massachusetts had three, Michigan had 19, Mississippi had seven, Missouri had eight, Nebraska had one, Nevada had two, New Jersey had 14, New York with 21, which is still not surprised that there were high risks. I think that if I'm actually, yeah, I just now read it to you. Uh, they still have more. North Carolina with 10, 
North Dakota had one. Ohio had four. Oklahoma, seven. Pennsylvania, 12. Puerto Rico, seven. Rhode Island, one. South Carolina, 10. South Dakota with one. Tennessee with four. Texas uh, had the most at 73. Tribal police had five. U.S. government had 26. So Utah had one. Virginia had three. Washington had seven. West Virginia with one. Wisconsin with one. So for the first time since I've done this, U.S. government, Texas, beat New York. And once again, U.S. government, you know, you're thinking about the FBI, the U.S. Marshals. Uh, you also think about the CIA. You're, you're thinking, and also the FBI troops, which a lot of them did die because, and I guarantee you, it's not just with COVID-related, probably a lot of them, even though it says 200-something deaths, but also with uh, the protesting, all that was chaos. 333 males uh, were died that year. And 27 females. Average age was 49. Uh, the tour duty was 18 years and 4 months. K-9 deaths was at 22. And a lot of officers lost their lives. So we, we always got to thank those officers, what they do each each year and each day. And I guarantee you, right now it's at a low because we're still at the beginning of the year. We're about maybe one-third of a way. But 103 officers have died this year. Uh, related illness with one assault, three automobile crash, seven COVID nineteen fifty five, two data uh, duty related illness, seventeen gunfire, two heart attack, motorcycle crash, stabbed twice, excuse me, two times, struck by vehicle, six vehicle assault is seven. So yet again, this does show you that officers. Not only getting killed by anyways, just like everybody else did. This just shows that they are human at the end of the day. So when they get to take the badge off and be home with their children. But everybody knows that we 99% get to go home and be with our families. Be with our, our husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, our children, our moms, dads. These officers don't know if they get to do that. Because they get to die anytime. Just like, even though we do, but we get to go home and give our kids a hugs and our families hugs. These officers, the 103 of them, didn't get to say goodbye to their to their husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, their children, their moms, dads, aunts, uncles, whatever. They didn't get to do that. All because they got killed for something that they can't control it, that these criminals can't. Because the 17 gunfire, that's too much. 17 of them died because of gunfire. That's too much. And, and, you know, people can say, it's still going to say at the end, well, you know, that's their job. They signed up for that job. No, they didn't. They did sign up the job to keep our streets safe and make sure to put criminals behind bars. But yet again, people need to say the same thing, that these criminals do exactly what they're getting themselves into. They knew that they are going to get behind when they break the law, they knew that it's possible they're going to get in trouble and get shot. It's just like this. And I, I was watching uh, 911 the other night, which is a very good show. Uh, this one was uh, very emotional. I, I'm always going to say it would be because this show does touch. It speaks the truth. Uh, this one kid that was maybe about six, seven years old, he called 911 because his mom was uh, acting really strange. She was driving all over the road. And I'm not gonna tell you what what happened, but you know, until I get there, I'm gonna go by a little bit by scene by scene. And it 
it turns out uh, she was blurry at first. And I, I didn't know what to think at the time when I was seeing it. And I, I kept thinking, like, she's even intoxicated, high, or hypoglycemic. You know, maybe she can be having uh, diabetes. Uh, so she can be having severe medical problem, which we've seen that. And she's driving all over the road. Her seven-year-old is scared to death, uh, which she does the right thing called 911. And... Uh, when he he's calling out one, he's freaking the hell out. Uh, you know, Ditch Badge, which is Jennifer Love Hewitt is on that. Jennifer Love Hewitt is a very good actress. I watched her a long time on a lot of good shows, especially Ghost Whisper, which is one of my favorite shows on with her. Uh, but she plays this one very amazing well. Um, getting ready to have her first child on the show uh, with Huey or Howie, yeah, which is Howie on the which is uh, Kena Choi. On, on the show, he is very good actor on the show as well. So, but he plays uh, the firefighter on the show as well. But anyway, so uh, the driver of this mother gets on the wrong side of the highway, turns right, and it, they're going the wrong way. And she's trying to, uh, the, the kid is trying to be uh, uh, not scared so he can call and, and talk to dispatch. And it, they make an impact to a whole bunch of cars. There was like 10, 20 cars pile up. And one, and I'm going to get to one part here a little bit later. But um, paramedics fired scene that are on there. And uh, Angela Bassett, who is playing Athena Grant on the show, she's the cop. And they're trying to figure out what was going on. Why, uh, why she was acting like this. Well, it turns out that she was intoxicated. So how many people died? They only showed one dead person at the time, and I don't know if anybody else died. And and it's so sad because the, people need to take responsibility for their actions. And because so like this, this woman drove intoxicated and with her seven-year-old son involved, put a lot of people at risk, including herself and her son. You know, she shouldn't be lucky that she's alive and her seven-year-old son is alive, but she caused somebody's life. Could cost another one's life, too. It didn't show it, but that ain't the point. This is when we actually have to take responsibility for our actions, and people refuse to do that. They they rather blame somebody else, but they don't. If you, just like the, you know, just like Dante Edward White, what happened to him should have happened. He should have been shot. But the officer didn't make a mistake. But if he did not do what he did, did not resist, same thing with George Floyd, did not fight with the police officers, and did not take drugs, even if he did not even commit the crime with the fake $20 bill, he still would be alive today. He didn't move to Minnesota to, to do better for his life, or he wouldn't have been doing drugs in the first place. It, you know, and, and same thing for Dante White, just like I said, Rashawn Brooks, Jacob Blake. Uh, they They would... They would still be here. Even though Jacob Blake is paralyzed for the rest of his life, and I hope that he gets to be able to walk again. But if he did not do what he did, they he wouldn't be in that position. So Athena Credit made a perfect perfect example. When are people going to do and stop stupid things? How many people have to die for that to happen? And internally, it's still a lot. I had Certainly, there was another call, which it was uh, 
Howie's brother in the show, which is uh, Albert Hand. Uh, but his real name is John Harlan Kim. He, he's good, awesome, very good. It turns out that he was on that same highway, and he got hit by another by that car before they made it. Before she made the pile up, they did not know that at the time. And of course, the dispatch had to look up the history, and it said it was before exit forty three off on the off ramp. He got hit and lost a lot of blood at one point in time, and. He was almost dead. I, and they they were probably going to pronounce him dead here shortly at the time scene, but uh, he had a zero heart rate. And then uh, he was, he had a flat line. He finally did get a line because of a miracle because uh, Maddie and Han was having their baby girls. So it was a blessing moment on that moment. It was very, and you know, I thought it was very cool to see. Very cool show. Look into it. It's on Hulu. Of course, you can catch it on Fox at 9 p.m. You know, you get to see what kind of calls they really deal with on the 911. And even in, even on A&E, which I haven't watched it in a long time, but Light Rescue is on A&E still. I think it's kind of funny because they don't want to show Light PD, uh, but police officers are also on that show a little bit because uh, it shows you that they do save lives every day, just like paramedics do. But now, that that is going to be getting out. We have some new things to talk about tonight. Remember, tomorrow and Sunday, we are doing more missing segments, hopefully to get you updated on the missing segment children, and as well on the FBI. We still need your help that we talk about Miss Rose Burton and... Uh, Tammy Mahoney uh, about third disappearance. We need your help. And as well, the arson case in Warren Springs, Oregon. We still have not found Mr. Hardman's partner in his situation, in his case, but Eric Hardman, he is behind bars. So we're glad for that. But right now, we have a new wanted segment for the murder of Antonio and Buck Ramona, uh, Romero. This happened in Taz Pablo, New Mexico, in June 1st, 2019. The reward, the FBI is rewarding up to $10,000 for each information that leads to the arrest and the conviction of the person or persons responsible for the homicide of Antonio Tony Romo and Buck Romo. I'm, I'm assuming that they are brothers. The FBI, Albuquerque, New Mexico field office, and Taz Pablo Department of Public Safety in, in New Mexico are asking for the public assistance in identifying the person or person responsible for the death of two men on June 1st, 2019. The body of Antonio Tony Romo, an 82 years old, and his son. Okay, so their father and son. So I apologize for that. 82-year-old and his son, Buck Romo, who is 51, were found in Buck Romo residence in Taos Pueblo. Both were members of the Taos Pueblo Native American tribe. So please, once again, that takes personal because everybody does have part of Indian. And this is also the country that Indians did live on too. So they still need justice. So if the Albuquerque field office is taking over, so make sure you call this number. If you know anything, somebody was there, somebody seen something, a car, uh, just straight, some two people, one person, five, 10, 20 people, you saw something. Somebody is bragging about this. We all know they are. Please make that call. 505-889-1300. Please make that call. You can rename anonymous. 
you can't remain uh, remain anonymous tonight as well. We still need to find. Uh, want to make sure we want to clear this out. Uh, Tyrant Summers, who I told you about a week ago, uh, her body was found. They still are waiting for her prints to come out to see if the body of eight-year-old Tyrant Summers is her. She's still in the missing case right now, but the authorities still believe that it is her. But they want to make sure that it is her. So please. Keeping an update right now. Noah Farley, he's been found safe. That is a great news to hear tonight. But now we are looking for your information. We're looking for help. In Delaware, we have total right now is 12 missing children, but we only got five to talk about tonight. We'll get more for you tomorrow. Vanessa Osgood Regis, this is considered a uh, endangered runaway. She was last seen March 2nd, 2021 in Georgetown, Delaware. October 28, 2003, she's 17 years old, female, white, brown hair, brown eyes. She's 5'2", 130 pounds. If you know anything, please call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678 or C4 Police Department. Delaware at 1-302-855-2970. You can remain anonymous. You can find her. We we will find her. That's no doubt about it. Also, in District Columbia, we need your help to find Tristan Gross. Both photos are shown on the app. Uh, help find me app. Go find it. Download that app. It is a very good app. You have more information. He was last seen January 7th, 2021. So he's been missing for over three months and 16 days. Washington, D.C. He's born in April, it's going to be April 8th, 2006. He's 15 years old. He's male, black, black hair, brown eyes, 5'6", 125 pounds. If you know anything, please make that call at 1-800-843-5678 for the National Center of Missing Exploited Children or the Police Department, District of Columbia at 1-202-823-3615. We also got another one to do in Florida. So I've got, as you can tell, a little bit, I went uh, a little bit in order in the ABC alphabet. Brandon Taro. Brandon was last seen April 21st in tw- this year. He may still be in the local area. He just need to be found. He's from Orlando, Florida. October 17, 2005. He's 15 years old. Male Hispanic, brown hair, brown eyes. 5'9", 130 pounds. He, so if you know anything, please make the call at National Center at 1-800-843-5678. Orlando Police Department. Also, you can take the call there. one 1- Three two one two three five five three zero zero. Please make those calls. Let's find those kids. Also in Georgia, Quincy Pritchett. I'm going to spell the name for you. I'm sorry. P R I T C H E T T. That is P R I T C H E T T. He's been missing since January eleventh. Three months now in Powder Springs, Georgia, December 22nd, 2004 is his birthday. 16 years old. He's male, black, brown hair, brown eyes, 5'7", 130 pounds. The number you can call for the missing children is 
1-800-242-5678 or Cobb County Police Department, Georgia at 1-770-499-3900. You can remain anonymous at every single time you make those calls. Say, hey, we know where we actually found these children. This is where we think they could be at. Jason Hoera in Hawaii. Both photos are shown of Jason. He still may be in the local area. He's been missing since March 5th, 2021. One month, 20 days, Aloha, Hawaii. August 8th, 2007 is his birthday. He's 13 years old. He's male, white, brown hair, hazel eyes. He's 5'10", 162 pounds. Please make those calls. So those are the five kids that we need your help. Vanessa, Tristan Cross, Brandon Toro, Quincy Pratchett, Jason Hoera. We need your help to find those kids here tonight. We will do more tomorrow and probably have more cases of the FBI. We hope to give you some updated. But other than that, Saturday and Sunday, we're not talking about politics unless it might be good. But we probably should not do that because we can. We need to enjoy it and find kids. You need to find the children that are missing and as well find the suspects that need to be put behind bars once again justice for each homicide victim but other than that it is saturday it's time to have fun but have a good night ladies and gentlemen i hope you have a great weekend have a good night